Well, how's your morning been? Who was up before five this morning? Okay. Well, hopefully you won't fall asleep in the next 15, 20 minutes. All right. Who's looking forward to a lovely day? Yes, lots of plans, lots of family, lots of friends, all those sorts of things. That's wonderful. Well, I trust that uh, you will have a uh, really wonderful day today and indeed a very merry and happy Christmas to you all. But, you know, as I said and mentioned in the prayer just uh, earlier, Christmas can be indeed a time of many mixed emotions. For some, it's a time for family, for friends, for food, for, for great blessing. Yet for others, Christmas is tainted by the sadness of loss, of financial hardship, of broken relationships and of disappointed and shattered dreams. Australians this year, as we come to celebrate Christmas, we do so, as I said, with that obvious cloud of, of, uh, of uncertainty and difficulty hanging over our nation, brought about through the devastation of the bushfires and the drought. There's a great sense of anxiety that seems to kind of, of, of envelop the minds and the hearts of many people in our country. We know that people are anxious about uh, you know, the constant message of impending disaster brought about through things like climate change. People are worried and concerned about the difficult economic factors and things that are facing our nation, particularly in the minds of many of our young people, you know, how, uh, you know, with the rising of house prices and things, how are they going to afford a place to live when they get older? For some of our older generation, with the, uh, with the downturn in economic times, they're wondering about how, uh, you know, how they're going to fare in retirement and things like that. All these kind of things playing in people's minds. Of course, too, not uh, just within our own nation, but we also see you know, challenges throughout our world as well. We see that uh, you know, tragedies brought about by the volcano in New Zealand and the, and the people in very much in sadness and, uh, and, and, uh, and real anxiety today in that nation. We see the rising tensions between, you know, in political, uh, political uh, arenas right around our world. We've just, you know, just even in Hong Kong in just recent times, just all the unrest and tragedies and things there. We, hit, we suffer from the constant threat of terrorism, of the rising tensions between the world's superpowers. Even for Christians today living in our own country, there's a great uncertainty brought about by the rapidly changing social norms of our society and threat to religious freedoms. All of these things are weighing on people's minds and on people's hearts. And yet the message of Christmas is one of good news, especially in times of uncertainty and darkness and difficulty. The word of the angel to the shepherds in the fields of Bethlehem some 2,000 years ago was this, reading from Luke 2.10. The angel said, Behold, I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. For all the people. And it's that same message which rings true for us today and for people all across the world and right down through the centuries. It's the message of a saviour born to us in the person of Jesus. And this morning we're going to focus particularly just on one verse. Not that one verse I just read to you, but, but the next verse in Luke 2, verse 11. Just one verse, and it says this. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. 
And from this verse, you're going to highlight just two significant aspects. Yes, it's not a traditional Baptist sermon today with three points. Just two. Just two. Two significant aspects about the birth of Jesus and what it means for you and me this morning, today, as we live in our context. First, it is this, that Jesus is indeed God's gift to you and to me. The word of this, the angel was, for unto you is born. Unto you. I don't know about what your Christmas tree looks like at your place. Maybe you don't have a Christmas tree. Uh, you know, for, for our place, we've got a Christmas tree, and underneath the, the tree this morning is a whole heap of presents. And on some of those presents, not all of them, because we're not as organised as we should be, but there are some name tags, gift tags. And each one of those gift, tag, gift tags has a name written on it. It's the name of its intended recipient. And each of those gifts was, was brought, was, was chosen and bought by the person giving it so that it might bring a great deal of joy, a great deal of happiness, a great deal of delight to the person who it in, who is in, who is, was intended for. That gift was meant to communicate happiness and joy, but it was also meant to communicate something more significant, and that is the love of the giver to the receiver. You know, in a way, when Jesus was born, he essentially came into this world with a gift tag attached. And it reads, from God to you. And insert your name here, okay, in brackets. From God to you with love. You know, when faced with the trials and challenges that our lives so often bring, in the midst of them, what we look for is we look for, we look for comfort we look for peace and we look for love, particularly from those around about us. We need to know in these kind of situations that we're not alone, that we don't face these things on our own. And Christmas is meant to remind us, remind each of us that we are not alone, that we are not alone in our circumstances and in all the challenges that we face. We are not alone in this world, that God himself has come near to us in Jesus, we read that Jesus' name, Jesus was to be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Jesus is God's gift of love to us, reminding us of how special and how treasured we are to the God who made all things, the one who created us. The Apostle John describes God's love like this in John chapter 3, where he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. See, the gift of God to you and me is himself. He came himself in the person of Jesus to bring us comfort, to bring us hope, to bring us peace, and to bring us joy. And all those things come from knowing that God is with us. In all of the uncertainty, in all of the, the, the challenges, in all of the things of life, God is with us. If there is one thing that you take away from this message this morning as you walk out that doors, please remember this, that God loves you and wants to be with you in all of your situations in life. God loves you that much.
This love that God offers us is a love that is not conditioned on merit, but it is simply a love given to us because of who God is. You know, so often, you know, in our world today, people's love for one another is conditioned on certain things. It's conditioned on how much we may measure up. It might be conditioned on, you know, how, how we act towards others, about, you know, how, you know, how deserving we might be of that love. But the fact of the matter is, is that God looks at us and regardless, despite you know, who we are and how short we may fall in, in lots of different areas and, and how poorly we might uh, love, you know, love those around about us. God, his, God's love is not conditioned on anything about us. But purely his love comes to us because of his great character. But like any gift... God's love in Jesus needs to be received. It needs to be embraced and opened. It would be really sad if after Christmas, underneath your trees, are still all these presents left sitting there, still all in their wrappings. And then they go away in the cupboard. What good is that? Kids, you're not going to let that happen, are you? No way. Not at all. God's love in Jesus needs to be received. It needs to be embraced and opened if it is to be of any benefit to us. See, Jesus was intended by God to bring, us, to bring joy to our hearts and lives by showing us how much God loves each of us, but to show us how we can be reconciled to the holy God. And this morning, you can be certain that you are indeed precious to God because he did indeed come to this earth for you. But he came to this earth for a purpose. And that's my second point this morning. That Jesus' purpose in coming to earth was indeed to save us, to save you and me. Because the angel says, For unto you is born a Saviour, a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. And implied in that very fact that Jesus is called Saviour means that he came to save and that we ourselves needed saving. When the angel of the Lord announced to Joseph that Mary would conceive a child through the Holy Spirit, he was told that he was to call the baby Jesus. Why? Because he would save people from their sins. That's what the name Jesus means. God saves. During his earthly ministry, Jesus himself stated that he had come to seek and to save those who are lost. Now, according to the Bible, the lost refers to those who are spiritually lost. That is, those who are spiritually separated from God because of our sin. And I've got news for each of us this morning. That's all of us, folks. Each and every one of us. Because, and again, in the Bible, in the letter to Romans, in, verse, chapter, in chapter 3, verse 23, we read these words. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That is God's indictment on all of humanity. Through the Apostle Paul, he writes, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every single one of us. And that is the bad news. That because of our sin, we are eternally separated from this loving and holy God. 
In Romans 6.23, we're told that the wages of sin is death, eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. You know, folks, our world and our lives are filled with all kinds of needs, all kinds of needs, as we're all very, very well aware. Yet God knew that our greatest need was to be reconciled to him, and therefore we ultimately need his grace. If you want to know what grace means, it is simply this, that grace is all about receiving that which we do not deserve. Grace cannot be earned, it can only be given. And God sent Jesus to provide rescue and forgiveness for those who had ignored God, who had ignored him in his existence, who had rebelled against his rule. God had sent Jesus to provide rescue and forgiveness for us, even when we had turned our backs on him. That's grace. Because the Bible tells us that our sin places rightly, each of us, rightly under the judgment of God and require that we pay the penalty for our sins. And that is death. And yet in his grace, God sent Jesus into our world to live the perfect life that we never could and then to die in our place for our sins. The Apostle John puts it this way in 1 John 4 verses 9 to 10. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Now, if you want to understand what atoning sacrifice means, it just basically means this, that Jesus is the one who's paid our sin debt before God. And life in God is found only when our sins are paid for. And that's what Jesus came to do. And he was the only one who ever could. Acts 4.12 says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no, under, no name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. There is no other name under heaven apart from Jesus given to mankind by which we must be saved. And having died for our sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, Jesus rose from the dead, signifying his victory over sin and death. And so all who put their faith and trust in him can be saved. Romans 10.9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And folks, it is this salvation and this salvation only that can bring peace to our hearts and to our lives. A deep a, a, a deep peace that is beyond any peace that this world can ever offer. And isn't that the kind of peace that each and every heart today is yearning for in our world? But it is found only in Jesus. And that's why the angels rejoice, saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace among those on whom his favour rests. This piece is highlighted in Paul's letter to the Romans again in chapter 5 and verses 1 and 2 where it says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. 
What Paul is saying there, that a person who puts their faith and trust in Christ is reconciled to God. And, you know, and having been reconciled to God, there is no greater peace that we can ever have in our lives. To know that the God of the universe is on our side, who is for us, is with us. And that we are very much secure in his saving, good and gracious hands. Because of Jesus, we need not fear God or his judgment. And nor do we need fear anything in this life or the life to come. But instead, by faith, believing in God and trusting in Jesus' atoning sacrifice, we can have that assurance that we have indeed been reconciled to God and we have been embraced and adopted into his family as his treasured children. And we can be confident that God is with us now, that he will never leave us or forsake us, and that our eternal future is secure in him. Folks, in a world of so much uncertainty and of difficulty, in a world where we so desperately look for hope and peace and comfort and real joy, that hope comes to us in the person of Jesus Christ, God's gift of love and grace. Isn't that the best news ever? For unto you, for unto you is born this day a saviour. So let us praise God that in his love and grace, he would give us just what we need. Amen? Let's pray. Lord God, you are such an amazing and, and wonderful and loving and gracious God. You reign in all majesty and splendour over all things. Lord, today as we come together here in this place, as we celebrate the birth of the baby Jesus, we need to be reminded that that baby grew to be a man and that man would give his life as a ransom for our sins. That person is Jesus, God in the flesh. God, that's how you've shown your love to us. And this Christmas we can be assured again of your great love, of your grace, of your goodness and kindness. Lord, may we embrace the, the gift of Jesus in our lives today and always. May we give thanks to you for Jesus, our hope, our joy, our peace. And may we go from this place, Lord, in the knowledge that through faith in Jesus Christ, no matter what we face in this life, that you are with us, that you will help us in, in, in the midst of those challenges, you will help us to overcome, Lord, that, that in the midst of all of these things, that you will ultimately bring us through and you will bring us to yourself. And we praise you for that. Amen.